Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. I just wish you guys could be here. The listeners could hear us before this podcast. It is so much fun. We do our best stuff off of the mic. I, I just have to tell you. So, well, I hope not. Welcome back. <laughs> it's it is this group of people is it probably the most fun I've I've had in my lifetime. I, I appreciate them as friends and, and cohorts in in coaching. And welcome back to No More Leadership BS podcast. Today, Dr. Sam is going to talk to us about the benefit of blaming others. Is there a benefit? And what exactly is that? Dr. Sam? Well, I'll jump in. And for those of you who are wondering just what it is that we talk about off the podcast, uh, <laughs> we'll be going to Patreon. You can subscribe to that for money. No, I'm joking. Luckily, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. Just maybe a little more. So, you know, we're talking about the benefits of blaming others. And boy, it's such a warm, toasty feeling when you know you do a great job and you show up every day and do your best work, and you're respectful of others, and if something goes wrong, you just blame somebody else. It's so comfortable to be able to do that. And, and if you can you know, raise your hand out there and say, yeah, that's me, because boy, I love blaming somebody else when something goes wrong. Now, clearly- Put your hand on, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, man. Here we go. Make me turn this podcast around. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, this is a tongue-in-cheek uh, commentary, especially Jeff's comment. But what we're talking about is no person is infallible. And we live our lives, we do our jobs, we're sometimes parents, sometimes siblings, those kinds of things. And once in a while, we're going to screw it up. And that's just how it is. But it takes humility to understand that we did. We made a mistake. We have our own shortcomings. And what I was joking about before blaming somebody else, yeah, it seems like it's a comfortable way take the pressure off and there's, it just uh, diverts the attention to somebody else. So you have to deal with that discomfort and what does to your relationship. Not only does it not build it, it ruins it. When you start saying it's somebody else's fault or responsibility. The caveat with all this is I will completely own the idea that at some point, something somewhere, if it failed, there was somebody had their hands on it and identifying the problem and trying to correct the problem is a different thing than it's somebody's fault. So I want to do a whole book to the group and ask them about situations when you were tangentially involved, because none of you would blame anybody for anything. But when you see this in action, when did somebody blame somebody else for an activity that they maybe could have taken responsibility for themselves? As an older brother, I am Obviously infallible. Old as the four. No, it's it's interesting because you, you touched on some things. The thing that popped into my mind was integrity. 
And if you lack integrity, no matter if you have all those other qualities, you're going to lose the respect to your team. And so owning the mistake and saying, hey, it's my fault. I messed up. I did this. I need help fixing it. That that creates a stronger team because it shows that humility. It shows that you do, you can't do everything on your own. You need your team. It gives them value. But it also shows them it's okay to make a mistake. We're all going to make mistakes. If we do, let's own it, fix it, and move forward. And it's not a personal thing. And it, as soon as that happens, if, if you set the tone for within your team, I, I think success is inevitable. It's just a matter of time before you are successful because it's it's no longer a blame. It's no It's a safe environment where you feel like you can be creative, you can work, you can do the best you can. It's challenging, but it's hard if you work in an environment where somebody blames others all the time. Mm-hmm. That's like a, it's like a cancer and it can kill a team real fast. Yep. So, well, that, and I have to agree. I, I think everyone needs the opportunity to fail and, and without having major repercussions. I see them as learning opportunities as long you know, within reason. If they burn buildings down or hurt people. <laughs> that's something don't. If, but, all you chucklehead, let's not do that again. But if you're giving people the responsibility and the opportunity to do something and it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to work, the, the opportunity is not to punish them, but to bring it back around and say, okay, what did we learn? Okay, mm-hmm. now let's try and fix this. Let's fix this and you're going to lead it but we're going to try and fix this. It's a self-esteem opportunity. Otherwise, you're just going to destroy people. Mm-hmm. Right. I still I think that's one of my favorite questions, Conroy, when mistakes happen or your things don't go the way you plan. I think one of the best questions, and you just asked it, because when things happen, mistakes happen or unintended consequences happen, you have to figure out what can we learn from this situation so we can move forward. If you're blaming people or blaming somebody else, there's no attempt to move forward. It's Mm-hmm. trying to hold people back. I, yeah, I think well, that's one of my favorite questions. What did well, we learn? And the other part of it is, is if they get chastised, if they get punished for it, where's the incentive to try again? You've just ruined somebody. You just, you want people to grow. Where's the incentive to grow? Why would I want to, why would I want to stick my neck out again if I'm going to get my head chopped off every time I right. try something new? And then the other repercussion could be not only do they not try again, but they come to you with every single question, everything. They don't make a yeah. decision on yeah. anything. Yes, and because they've been treated, yeah, exactly. The old fellow is empowered to decide. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I can't so, remember if it was a story or um, I heard about it. If it was, I read it or heard from somebody, but a guy who's working at a construction company got moved up into managing a team and he did something wrong. And he was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge mistake. And it was like a 60 or $70,000 mistake. And it wasn't a huge company. And he, he went into the, to the boss and he just goes, oh my gosh, I made a mistake and it was huge. And he goes, I don't know how I'm going to, he goes, I'm sorry, I'll have to pay it back. We can take it out of my salary. It'll take me, you know, 17 years to pay back, whatever. (laughs) Uh, And the boss, the owner of the company actually said, are you going to make that mistake again? And he goes, oh, hell no, that will never, ever happen again. Yep. And the boss goes, the owner says, great. Then that was worthwhile investment in Yen. He's hundred percent and he, he owned his mistake, but he went in and said, I did this. I messed up. And that humility, I probably would never want kept his, saved his job because he would blame it on somebody else. I would assume that, sorry, hey, you made a mistake. Yeah, that's a big one. You're gone. Can't own it. But to learn from it and move on was, I, I think he was with that company for another 20, 20, 30 years and made the company tens of millions of dollars. So I think all of us see humility as a major leadership skill, don't we? Right. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's one of those um, characteristics that when you show it, we've talked about vulnerability before. You're showing you're, being, you're a human and mistakes happen and we recover. We move on. And yeah. how do we get humility the best? By making a mistake. Correct. Is it, right. If we don't make mistakes, we don't realize um, the depths that we can fall to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it makes very humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's use a scenario where we've got multiple layers of an organization. Like you're off the, the org chart. So imagine, dear listener, that you are supervising a team and that team has its own leader. And that team's product, whatever they make, does have a mistake in it. And it can't be pinpointed to one person. So I'm asking the group now to offer their insights on when it is one person's error and it can be pinpointed. Where and how do blame and accountability come in this conversation? I don't think there's ever room for blame, mm-hmm. quite frankly, because, because it blame doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. And why? Truth be known, there's more than one person involved in the mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's one person that needs to take responsibility and accountability and all that kind of stuff to turn mm-hmm. it around. Because they made the final decision to push them over the cliff. I and the other thing is blame does not continue relationships; it cuts them off. Mm-hmm. And if you, if as a leader, you want to lift somebody up and help them get better, pushing them off a cliff isn't the way to go. So let's keep to use your push metaphor. Let's keep pushing blame and accountability farther apart. Let's make it clean and obvious why they're different and what they are. Yeah, to, to me, Sam, and, and that's where my brain was, that, that, that blame and accountability are not the same things. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I just looked at Merriam-Webster to see what they say blame is. And one of the definitions of blame is to replace, to place responsibility for. And and I, I just don't believe, and I think that's where you were going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I agree with you that blame and responsibility are different things. Blame and accountability. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I believe accountability is more ownership and, and blaming is accusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in yeah. my head, but where accountability is uh, responsible, responsibility and ownership. And so when you're actually truly delegating something, people take ownership in that. They're accountable for their, their role. Mm-hmm. So I envision this to be not dissimilar to reasons versus excuses mm-hmm. you know yeah. hey, we have a big voice boss say don't bring me excuses bring me results okay yeah. the supply chain is busted I, that's a reason i can't change that so it's not an excuse it's a state of affairs Correct. so i think the blame and accountability is in that same maybe not in the same house but it's also blame is putting somebody down so that mm-hmm. you can basically you can look better when you're blaming somebody you're you're basically making yourself look better Accountability is really building this up because it's helping them to become a better person, develop character, develop leadership, whatever they're trying to develop. Mm-hmm. But blame is negative. Accountability is positive. I can see that in so many analogies. You know, that's where back to the drawing board. That's how you're accountable. When you watch Apollo 13, which is not sponsored this podcast. But, but they should. They should. But Apollo 13, <laughs> when all the engineers have to try and fix something, it's a group of people and they, and they throw the box on the table and say, we need to put square peg in round hole. 
Yeah. And, and it's the team that does that. And that's right. the accountability piece. It's not one person trying to put square peg around hole. I, right. Oh, that, that, it's beautiful, Conroy. And never once in that movie did you hear somebody say, who's the one that screwed up that oxygen tank? Why did, mm-hmm. why right. did it blow up when they stirred it? They just took what was right. and moved forward. I'm sure that was fact, in the congressional report right afterwards. Right. They had to analyze that to keep it from happening again. That's the what oh, yeah. the thing. Right. But yeah. in the moment, in the moment, they focused on here, here's what we have. Here is the current situation, wide-eyed, and what right. we need to do to move forward. Yeah, the here and now. Then, and then there's time to analyze, okay, what did we learn? And to that point, and forgive me if I get the, the names of the astronauts wrong, but Taggart, I think, was he the one that ended up flipping the switch to mix the tank? And Aldrin says, um, if I'd been in that seat, I would have done the exact same thing. It's not your fault. Although he was trying to accept blame, he was saying, right. no, it was just a job had to yeah. get done. And that's how it went. We're not yeah. worried about blame. Let's just go home and be alive. Yeah, Jim Lovell. Right. Lovell, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, it's the team aspect. That's accountability. Blame is degrading. Blame is accusatory. Blame is, <laughs> to use my two-year-old and my two-year-old granddaughter, it's mean. <laughs> you know, it also, blame also says more about the blame-er than it does Correct. blame-e. It's yes. insecure. It's an insecurity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it does. Um, it is that you may need to assess your emotional maturity because it's coming out loud and clear there. Yep. So listeners, I just gave uh, Myra the, the big finger wag in a positive way because that's exactly what I was thinking of. Blaming somebody is an emotional response. I'm upset, I'm angry, and maybe feel like I, I failed. So I don't accept that garbage. I will blame somebody else. Yeah. And it's a motive response. It's, there's a space for emotions, but putting them on other people usually isn't it. It's usually a more constructive way to go about it. Yeah. So we've talked about some humility, talked about blaming generally. How do you, not do you, how would you recommend people avoid blaming others for either their own mistakes or the mistakes of a group or mistakes of a team? How do you do that? Uh, Self-awareness, uh, humility, right. awareness. <laughs> yeah. And, and the choice easier than, easier said than done, but I'm going to go back to Dr. Covey. Mm-hmm. Talks about practicing the pop. It's you practice there's a reason they tell you to count to 10 before you react. Mm-hmm. Your body literally goes through a, uh, a chemical change in those 10 seconds that right. will allow you to, to slow down. So practice the pause is the very first step. Awareness of what it is. Wait before you respond. And remember that you have responsibility. You have mm-hmm. the ability to respond. And the bigger the gap is between response and ability, the better your leader you'll be. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents for. Have any of us been guilty guilty of that? Oh no, I, I have. Was <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. a hashtag humble brag? Yeah, no, not, not shut up. Not, not, not. <laughs> I meant that in a loving Christian kind of way. Yeah, no, what shut I mean was, how, how many of us have have not counted to ten and exploded? You didn't wait long enough. No, I didn't. And did I later regret it? Oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, not probably. One, one of the humble that, that helped me. You were talking earlier about being being humble and self reflective. Is don't use the word but mm-hmm. when you're talking about the yes, this went bad, but right. That's not owning it. That's not accepting responsibility. That's no. not looking for solutions. It's looking to blame 
somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right. I, I try to remove the word but from my life. What do you do alternatively? You scrap the word, but when you say what you want to say, how do you phrase it so it's not a blame or a, a excuse? Derriere. Oh, I didn't use that. Yes, I didn't use that. Very air. <laughs> um, that's what we say in Eastern Oregon. For me, then, it goes back to that question that I really like. X, X Y, Z happened. What have we learned? We just so yes. trying to create a team. And then when something goes wrong, we look for an individual to to blame. We're a team. And so yes. if we built the team, then the team is responsible for the result, for the outcome. And if something goes wrong or something happens that's unintended, then what did we learn? Mm-hmm. Where are we? And what have we learned? And how can we use what we've learned to move? You know, and friends, you can't read the label when you're inside the box. And I've got a client I'm working with who described a situation where one of his uh, um, director ports messed it up, just made a mistake. And as we're talking through this, he, the, my client described the instructions they gave and then how the director port messed it up so magically. So I asked the question, what do you think your director port understood about the project to result in not matching your expectations? So I had to stop and think about, wait, this is about my communication and my leadership, not about yeah. their disposition yeah. or re- disregard. And so if you don't have a coach to fall back with and have this conversation with, that introspection can be healthy, but you may not examine if things need examination. You may just be walking around assuming that A, you're being clear or B, other people are just messing up. If you have that third-party perspective, you can sometimes get a little better. And like as my friend Lee Cockrell always says, clear expectations. Mm-hmm. Our clear, concise expectations breaks down all communication barriers. Mm-hmm. Clear, concise expectations. And outside of the box is where no BS lives. True that. <laughs> I know we're getting close on time here. I just want to um, ask our listeners to be thoughtful and be introspective the best you can. So examine your behavior. When you feel like you're ready to blame somebody else or say it wasn't my fault because, think about what you can do to influence your situation. What action can you take? Talk it through with your coach, talk it through with your mentor, whoever you've got, and have them help you be accountable for your actions. So when you feel that blame emotion come up, why is it there? What do you hope to gain from it? And how can you move forward in a more constructive and positive way? So closing out the shop, friends, anything to add to our conversation about the benefits of blaming others? No, this was great. No benefit. Right. There is no benefit. There is no benefit. Well, the benefits are all negative. Right. But you might benefit. It's a detriment. Right. You might might short-term deflect, but it's going to come back around in a negative, nasty way. So if this podcast meant a little something to you and uh, you've got some questions or thoughts or ideas you want to share them with us, please email us at askus at nomoreleadershipbs.co. And we will get back to you because we want your comments. We want your stories. We want your questions. That's ask us at no more leadership bs.co. And until next time, we are the podcast group and we will see you later. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, 
Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.